Welcome to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it so you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Time is tight. That's why our advisors have wrapped up today's most timely topics into a podcast with actionable advice. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Cam. Hey, Paul. How are you today? I'm wonderful. It is the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we're recording this in early November and all eyes are on Atlanta right now for election counting. So um, we're the we're the envy of the of the country right now. Well, it's always good to get back together and, and have these conversations. You know, we are recording this in November and I've thought to myself, November is the time of the year when we think about what we're thankful for. And I would say I'm thankful for uh, this outlet that we have to communicate to our clients and our friends outside of Warren Averett and talking about the hot topics like we're doing this season. So uh, really glad to be back with you. Looking forward to today. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> grateful for you too, Paul. So today we have um, with us two guests and we're answering the question around profits, interest, grants, and stock options. So what are they? What do they mean for your taxes? What do they do? And really excited to have Clint Freeman with us. He is a member in our tax group out of Montgomery and also with him, Michael Andrews, who is a senior manager in our estate group. So welcome, Clint and Michael. Great. Hey, thanks for having us. So just, just to kick things off, we all recognize that it's important to incentivize our key workers. And there's a variety of, way of do, ways of doing that. Um, we'd like to talk about equity incentives today, specifically two methods. One's called a profits interest grant. We'll be talking about what that is and comparing that with non-qualified stock options. They are similar. They have uh, similar purposes, but there are several differences without a doubt. Um, the type of entity involved, the tax treatment to the granting entity, the timing of taxability to the worker, the timing and amount of value transferred, and the tax status of the worker after receiving the grant are all different for profits interest grants as compared to stock options. So let's get started, Clint. You, you mentioned profits interest grants, um, probably a word most have not heard before. You want to start there and, and, and what are those? Sure. Profits interest grants apply to partnerships and LLCs taxed as partnerships. It is incentive-based compensation. It's a way to motivate key workers through giving them an equity interest in the company. But importantly, it applies only to income and growth in value after the grant. So keep that in mind. Allocation of income does not mean they get immediate cash. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say a partnership is worth $1 million and we award a key, uh, key worker a profits, profits interest grant. He owns no part of that $1 million, but if the company has $100,000 of income going forward and it's a 10% grant, he then owns $10,000. If, if the company goes up in value, likewise, he gets an increase in the value attributable to him equal to that increase. So that, that is an example of a profits interest grant, uh, very similar to a stock op to stock options. 
Michael, why don't you go ahead and, and explain how stock options would work in this in this same scenario? So a stock option gives an employee the right to obtain equity in the company beginning at the date of exercise, whereas a profit interest grant does not require an exercise by the worker. So if an employee exercises stock option, he would receive a share of the value of the company if it was liquidated immediately after receiving the shares, whereas a holder of the profit interest would receive value only at liquidation or if the company has profits or increases in value. It, it is possible that a grant of ownership in a partnership could be structured so that the worker would have an immediate right to the value of the partnership, like a stock option, but that would result in the grant being taxable. So kind of hinging on Clint's original example and to show you the difference between a stock option and a profit interest grant, consider a company that's worth a million and is later sold for two million. If a worker received 10% in stock, he would immediately have $100,000 of the company's value. And when it was later sold, he'd receive 200,000 or 2 million times 10%. On the other hand, if a worker receives a 10% profit interest grant, he would own none of the company's value upon receiving that interest. But when it's later sold, he'd receive 10% of the increase in value. So if it's sold for 2 million, and when he received the grant, it was worth a million. That'd be a million dollars times 10%. He would receive $100,000. So, Michael, that's really helpful. I appreciate you giving us that example. Um, maybe you can help us understand what's the difference between vested and unvested interests. All right. Uh, a profit interest grant can be vested or unvested. A vested interest means that the worker would have an immediate right to all the things provided by the grant, whereas an unvested interest means that the worker would have to meet certain conditions before receiving the full rights. And that may include he would have to be there for a certain period of time or meet performance ben certain performance benchmarks before he's granted that profit interest. Want to receive a monthly newsletter with wrap topics? Head on over to warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. So earlier, Clint, I think you talked a little bit about um, the taxable piece. You know, are profits, interest grants taxable and how is that different with stock options? One thing that we need to explain is the grant of a profits interest is the actual grant of the equity interest itself. The grant of a stock option is the grant of an option to receive equity. So those are a little bit different. Profits interest grants are not taxable to the worker and not deductible to the partnership, but you have to meet certain requirements. And just to quickly run through these requirements uh, for a, a vested profits interest, the recipient has to be a partner or become a partner. The interest can't be tied to a substantially predictable stream of revenue. Think about high quality debt securities or a net lease. Also, this, the recipient can't sell or otherwise dispose of the interest within two years. And the interest can't relate to a publicly traded partnership. Unvested interest, very similar. Those four requirements also apply, but have to emphasize, even though it's an unvested interest, the worker has to be treated as a real partner for tax purposes, which means 
they get K-1s, they get allocations of income, all those things. And there's no compensation deduction for the partnership. That's different than a stock option. Um, stock options that are not readily tradable are also not taxable at grant, but the, the uh, worker only has an option. The exercise of the option is a taxable event. Think about the reason for that. When you have an interest that only grows in the future, you don't really have anything at the beginning. But if we give you a stock option and you exercise that stock option, you own an equity interest in the underlying assets of the business. So if the business was liquidated on day one, profits interest partner gets nothing. If the business is exercised its day one, stock owner who has exercised a stock option gets a portion of the liquidation value. That's why that tax difference comes about. So Clint, does a profits interest grant recipient have to be a partner? They do. Um, a profits interest grant recipient has to be a partner or become a partner. That means no more W-2s. A uh, key thing to remember is they don't get to participate in employee benefit plans unless they happen to be plans that are also available to partners. They pay tax on their income allocation even if no cash is distributed. Different from a stock option owner because a stock option owner who becomes a shareholder can continue to be an employee. Also remember that partners can inspect the books and records of the company. They have the right to vote. And if the company is not, does not limit the liability of the partners through being an LLC or some other kind of limited liability entity, that partner could actually incur liability with regard to the ownership of that partnership interest. So Michael, any other tax consequences of uh, profits, interest grants, or stock options that we would, folks need to be aware of? Yeah, other tax consequences that may be considered what would be when a worker ceases to be an employee upon receiving that profit interest grant, the partnership loses the ability to deduct the worker's wages. So the partnership would have higher net income as a result. But since the profit interest grant results in dilution of the prior pre-grant partners, the taxable in income allocated to those pre-grant partners might not be more than what it would have been if that profit interest grant was never provided. Some additional items to note would be the new partner would face additional self-employment taxes. So instead of being uh, liable for only one half, he would have to pay the full self-employment taxes. So that would be an additional 7.65%. He would also be potentially eligible for the QBI deduction or the Qualified Business Income Deduction, which may be 20%. Just one other thing to note is that would not include any guaranteed payments that he may have received as a result of him being a partner in the partnership. Before we all wrap it up, what is the percentage breakdown between companies doing profits, interest grants, and stock options? Is that something you all have seen? I see that pretty often. I'm involved in a lot of transactions. Um, in terms of stock options, we don't see that very much. And the reason we don't is because the preferred method of structuring business has become LLCs or limited partnerships. I would say almost every deal that I have done in the, in the last year, last two or three years, 
has include profits, interest, grants to key employees. Um, and so we see that very often. Uh, the employees often have questions and we're happy to answer those and the private equity groups. Strategic buyers have recognized that this is, this is a way to incentivize um, key workers and it's, it's a well-used strategy. So Clint, here on The Wrap, we always ask our guests to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. So what would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of what their takeaways are for profits, interest grants, and stock options? There are clear business advantages to offering equity-based compensation in the form of a partnership, profits, interest, or uh, non-qualified stock options. But you need to understand what you're getting, what you're giving up, and carefully comply with IRS regulations to avoid unexpected consequences. Well, Clint, Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks for taking this time to help our listeners. Thank you all. all right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Cam. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to our podcast series, or make a suggestion for other topics to cover visit us at warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap.